Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we do here every single day. Yeah, we do. I got Kelsey over uh, inside studio today. It's a special day. Woo! And we also have Winnie, who's freshly groomed. My little babushka bitch, I love you so much. My little Winnie is so cute, you guys. I asked Kevin, I said, I feel like we should take her to the groomers, and I think we should get her the little short ears. Because also what happens with their long ears is it gets in their food when they're eating, and then oh, it gets crispy yes. and crunchy. <laughs> yes. So like, let's shorten the ears, and she looks so cute. She looks amazing. This is why I love having dogs with hair. Because you can do all kinds of cool things. Like, remember we yeah. went through the ponytail phase? Oh, God, yeah. She even had two ponytails at one point. Yeah. Two. And that just gives you so much happiness and so I much know. life. Like, Max gives me so much life, but he looks the same all the time. So <laughs> Winnie gives me this, like, little, you know, this little, you know, versatility. She it's really fun. does look like a different dog every haircut. Yep. I love it. Me too. All right, everybody. Our quote for today Sometimes if we treat people as if they're good, it challenges them to be good. I like that, Isn't Queen. is kind of fun? <clears throat> Helen Decatur from Sweet Magnolias. I like that. Thank you. We, um, we're talking Sweet Magnolias today with Joanna yeah. Garcia Swisher. I've known Joanna for many, many years. Such a good girl. So fun. Her and Nick. Even though he's, he was a former Yankee. And when I met him, he was a New York Yankee. And I'm like, oh, I don't know about this, Nick. I'm a Red Sox person. So anyway, um, he's no longer with them. So we can like him even more now. Perfect. I love that. She's so sweet. So I did the panel um, the first season of Sweet Magnolias with her, with After Buzz. So yeah, clarify for everybody what the panel means. So the panel, for those of (laughs) you. Kelsey's like, yeah, you guys all know everything I do in my life. (laughs) For those of you who are not familiar with our after shows at After Buzz, I was on the after show panel for Sweet Magnolias. And it was really cool because we did kind of like a partnership with them where we were like the sole after show. <clears throat> so we got all the actors on. And so Joanna was on with us and she's just the kindest, mm-hmm. sweetest, warmest person. So I'm so excited yeah. for you two to chat. Yeah, me too. I love her. Um, so it's February. 
That's it. I I don't even know what to say. You know what that means, guys? It's almost Christmas. It's almost my birthday. <laughs> I know your birthday's First. next month. I know. It's crazy. Your birthday. Birthday. Are you thinking about what you want, what you want to do? Uh, I mean, are we going to In-N-Out or are we going to Shake Shack? I'm kidding. <laughs> Can we go to Mexico instead? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I'm telling you, you got to stay on Ryan. Ryan is one of our sales guys. And we're like, can we please get a deal with Airbnb so that we can get a great like villa in Italy for the month of May? That's what we're working on. So you got to push him. Okay, Send him the stay clip. on Ryan. Stay on Ryan. You you girls want to go to Italy. You got to make some stuff happen. Deal. It can't all, all right. be on deal. me. Deal. Okay. I'll push Ryan. Because you know my ass is going to have to pay for your flight. So get <laughs> on at least making the Airbnb deal happen. We'll clip this out and send it to him <laughs> yeah, as a exactly. daily reminder. I'll send it to him daily. Every morning I'm in the shower. I'm like, I wonder if this is going to happen. I know. I wonder if this is going to happen. You got you to push. Okay, deal. You want something in life, guys? You got to push. Good lesson. Kelsey, Pooja, do not let anyone dim your light. <laughs> Ever. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kev. <laughs> Honey. Yes. Are you going to come to Italy with us if we go? Yeah, if you produce the show there, yeah. 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 You're going to need an Italian with you. Oh, yes, honey. You have such good language skills in Italy. I'm going to find so so Here's what we know. Here's what we know. There's three things that I'm obsessed with. Mm -hmm. Travel. Yes. (laughs) Tight pants. Skinny jeans. Super tight skinny jeans (laughs) for men. skinny jeans. (laughs) And wearing them, they're very comfortable, especially in humid weather. <laughs> Three, love waiting in line on Sunday for brunch. For brunch mm-hmm. at restaurants that are really crowded. Mm-hmm. Those are the three things I'm obsessed with. Yeah, you know what's funny, guys? So Heel Squad, um, you've you've gotten to know Kevin over this time, and he's funny. We know he's funny. And he comes up with all this lingo that we start using, whether we like it or not. And he's just insane and ridiculous. But Kevin also, he's a unique bird. He knows shit that we don't know. And then we learn it and then we can't go back. So, for example, so true. I never really went to the movies growing up. We didn't have the money to go to movies. But when I met Kevin, uh, we did go to the movies, I think, once or twice. I think my aunt took us to one and then we went, but I mean, there was no concession stand. Like That was crazy talk. So I go with Kevin and it's like buying everything. <laughs> but that wasn't even the thing. It was, we had to be there at 9 a.m. Who goes to the movies to see like Spider-Man at 9 a.m.? That's so aggressive. Kevin. Nope. Do you know why? Why? He doesn't want to sit next to anybody. Uh... He doesn't want to be in a crowded theater. Mm. The rest of us don't understand and know any better. So we go when it's super crowded. <laughs> and then we don't know why we're annoyed. The person's munching in our ear next to us. Oh, it's the, the worst. The rapper's crinkling, the kids screaming, the this, the that. At 9 a.m., you don't have any of that. That's brilliant. So it was annoying for a very long time because I'm like, hey, I want to sleep a little on Saturday morning or whatever. Nope. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. The rest of us think going to brunch at 10.30 or 11 or breakfast, whatever you want to call it, is normal. 
to Kevin, he's like, oh my God, there's too many people there. We no, it's so much fun to wait in a long line. For I an love hour. it. Yeah, we think it's normal to wait in line for an hour for breakfast. Kevin's like, F this. He's like, and we're going to be there at 8 a.m. And I'm like, lame but I don't want to wake so up and have breakfast true. at 8 a.m. That's so true. <laughs> no, but, you go. But listen, you get up, you see the movie, and it's nice. It's completely empty. You have the giant theater yourself. And then you come home, you can nap. You can mm-hmm. do whatever you want. You can get your sleep in afterwards. You're not but, wrong, Kevin. Like, no, I just... So... These are like just a little of like Kevin just always has a different way. But he then does. once he teaches you, you can't go back. Mm, now you're hooked. Now you don't know how to be in a crowded theater or in a brunch line or something like that. And it's not because he's Mr. VIP, right? Like I would never wait at a nope, club line. It's the regular I was like, guy approach Whether I was VIP or not, I'm going to be VIP because yep. I'm not waiting in that line. <laughs> but... Kevin is just like, oh no, it's not about VIPness. It is about just, I'm smarter. I'm just not going to do this to myself. Yeah. So now I'm trying to think the last time I even like, I, I just don't do it. I don't wait for brunch. I don't go to the movies. I don't. Okay. But the, the, you're sticking to specific examples. Yeah. Think I'm, of I'm where, just thinking like the last time. No, you're think right. Of where though. you just follow the crowd and oh, do yeah. what everybody else yeah. does and, and uh, go to Target at like two o'clock on a Saturday or Sunday. Now I know you're thinking, well, I can't go during the week. There's got to be that moment at like 9 p.m. You can go on a Wednesday night. <laughs> sneak in. And just no sneak in there. and get it done. Yeah. In and right? out, baby. In and out so that your Saturday or Sunday, you're not in these crazy lines. So getting art. frustrated with all the people and the the chaos and the everyone's annoying and everyone's and then they get COVID. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but, back, but back in our do it. But back He's in our pre-VIP days, that's what, I would get up at seven, mm-hmm. and you know Home Depot or six, even Home Depot would open, and then Target would open at eight. And by the time Maria would wake up at nine thirty, all that stuff was done, done quickly, Husband diligently behind us. Now we move on to new business, yeah. the new business of fun. Yeah. But everyone mm. else, it's like, oh, like yeah, twelve, twelve thirty. I'm going to walk into a target, especially in LA, like everything's jammed and it's stressful. You can't find parking. I'm like, what, what, this is my Saturday. What am I doing? I just have to say, you said pre VIP days. When did you become VIP? Cause you're still <laughs> well, doing that. <laughs> well, you don't, I don't do well. No. When do you, when have you known me to get up early to go to a target for the last couple of years? Yeah, because you were going to Home Depot instead, renovating. Oh, that's true. You well, I was doing renovations. Yeah. yeah, but now that we've settled in, I don't know. I kind of, I haven't been doing it as much because uh, Violetta's been handling it all. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you're, good point. Now he's VIP. But I'm always Mr. ready. VIP. When we, but when we go to Connecticut, that's what I'll do is yep. I, there's a Walmart. I go in a Target and I get up early. Now, Maria does activate the tractor beam, which sorry, I don't what? like. I'll be up at like seven o'clock. Like I want to get all this stuff done. And then Maria activates the tractor beam. I pull, pull him back, back into in. bed. I'm like, I literally physically will pull him back into no, bed. No, don't cuddle me. Like, hug me. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't sleep. If you're not. And I'm like, honey, Can come you massage on. me. That would be me. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then what do I do? Oh. I'm back. At, I'm in line at like a noon on a, you and know, then he's cranky. It, because like, I, I always say I know better than this. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Wait, can we bring in? Um, okay, so guys, first of all, we're going to be talking to Joanna Garcia Swisher. Like I said, she's a star. Sweet Magnolias on Netflix. Um, you may know her from some of her other roles. Um, Cheyenne Hart Montgomery on Reba. 
um, as well. But she is uh, such a great girl, and she's married. She's been married to Nick Swisher for twelve years. So mm-hmm. maybe we jump her, p- pop her into the conversation because I want to see, um, I want to see what she has to say about all of this. Hey, Hill Squad and Better Together fam. It's been a tough year, but we hear from so many of you just how much our content is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. Our team works so hard to deliver this life-changing content, and a lot of you guys ask, how can I have a bigger role in our Heal Squad community, or how can I do my part to help Better Together continue to uplift even more people? First of all, thank you for that sentiment, and we're so grateful for this community. If you could help us by giving us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts. That's amazing. Second, you could join the Better Together with Maria Menounos Instagram page. Third, you could share the show with a friend in need. And finally, for as little as $10 a month, please join our Patreon to get monthly live heal events with world-class healers, ad-free episodes of our show, and even weekly bonus episodes exclusive to Patreon. Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. Hi, Joanna. How's it going? I miss you, friend. How are you? I miss you too. I've been thinking about you. I know it's Mm. been, you've had a lot happen and go on with your mother and everything. And, you know, my heart is wholly with you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Before we start, before we, unless we already started. Well, we have just started. We we were, (laughs) we, Kevin, Kevin jumped in. My husband, Kevin jumped in and started like chatting about something that led to another conversation about the things that he has taught me over the years. Right. So you and Nick have been together for 12 years. Maybe Nick has taught you a different way to live, but my Kevin came into my life and was like, um, we go to the movies at 9am and I'm like, what? And he's like, there are no people there. When we go to target, we have to go at 7am. Well, he goes, there's no (laughs) way my ass is getting up. So, so he, and he won't go to brunch or breakfast, if it's like, I mean, nine o'clock, I'm pushing it if I try to get him to go at nine. He's like, that's when you wait in lines for an hour to get breakfast. Makes no sense. So I just was sitting here laughing about it all. And I go, I wonder if you and Nick have anything similar like that. Like, did he come into your life and change you in certain ways? I mean, and still trying to. It's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Nick is so, um, particular like he had a routine playing baseball that involved like what foot was going to hit the ground when he woke up so it's interesting especially adding in all of the elements of like our crazy lives and packing and all of this stuff so he has a very specific way of packing that now just out of I mean and actually it's kind of amazing I lay out everything I want and he puts it in so he basically is in charge of all the packing, but yeah, he is literally so specific and particular about so many things that yes, there are some, there are some hard truths in our lives now. But I mean, <laughs> Kevin sounds just really practical. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, do you have anything to say about that? <laughs> yeah, because I have better things to do with my time. I'm very, I'd like to, like, I get where he's coming from because to get to the professional level, the left, the, the amount of efficiency that he has to perform at to get to that next level. It's like, but our business is the same way. So I have to be the same thing. I have to take advantage of every minute I have. 
Good point. It's so true, but we're not going to let him hear any of this. I'm going to let him see this episode, but only starting now. Wait, so so is he packing the bag because you guys are trying to squish everything into one suitcase? Um, no, not necessarily, which is why I know it's perplexing because you would imagine why does he have such an issue with how I pack my bag? Yeah. But it just seeps into his soul wow. knowing that it might, I might be, um, you know, I bringing things unnecessarily that I'm never going to use. <laughs> oh um, I mean, there's so many strong opinions about the bag packing. And I remember actually our fight, <clears throat> real like fight was kind of you know, months into our relationship, which was also a revelation to me. I was like, whoa, we're like boyfriend and girlfriend and we don't even fight. Um, don't worry. We've taken care of things since, but <laughs> our first fight was when I was like trying to get on this plane. We, I was on a road trip with him and I was like, can you just take my jewelry pouch? And he, and I was like, just stick it in one of your 45 bags that you brought on this road trip. And he was like, you could see it just was really affecting his thing. And um, I was like, are you like, a, are you upset that I want you to? And then it was a matter of principle. I'm like, you're going to be taking this. This is ridiculous. Oh my God. <laughs> Kevin does the same thing to me. So Kevin is like, um, he, it, it might take him a week to pack. He has like a packing deficiency. There's something wrong with him and packing <laughs> that now I've caught the disease. So now I am like, it'll take me hours to pack. And I never Rest. was really like that, right? So, but I always have that one thing I need him to put in his bag. Because you know we're girls, we have all this stuff. And I'm a very efficient girl, actually. I'm not like other people can carry 20,000 bags. I'm like, how are you lugging all that shit to the airport? Um, my one little carry-on or my one yeah. suitcase, I don't have any, like a million other bags. I'm very efficient, but there's always that one thing. Can you carry these shoes or can you carry this little toiletry bag or can you fit this yeah. thing in? And, and it bristles him, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes. And it's more than one thing. And it does. <laughs> well, because I have my thing down in my small compact. <clears throat> and never mind. Uh, I get well, there. No, that's kind of. How- oh no. Oh no. <laughs> So hard. I worked so hard to get my bag rocking. And now you're going to like, it's always one extra pair of jeans for me because I am efficient too. But then all of a sudden I'm like, do I need just like maybe need a black pair of yeah. jeans? So then it's like are all said and done. I am packed up and I'm like, and I will, I'll just stuff things in there. He always knows, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, honey, I'm going to be cold in Italy. Like I need two jacket options. Can you just carry this one jacket? And I never and heard the just- end of it the whole trip, <laughs> yeah. but, but I feel like I'm always teaching people how to pack as well, because I just see so many amateurs out there. I've had yes. friends who have, fl- have flown to my house, Kev, you, you know, one friend that we're talking about and maybe you should describe it cause you'll do a better job. Oh my God, the people who bring just tons and tons of the big giant bags that you have to check. And what are you doing? Little bags. Yeah. Yeah. And I see it and I'm like, wait, this this is this is madness. (laughs) It is. There's there's no there's no method to the madness, too. That's the other numbing part. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah like the last you know, trip you Kelsey Maria, was leaving. Like, if you, <laughs> honey, on the last trip Kelsey was leaving us. I think it was like the holidays. Uh-huh. You left your car here. Yeah. She leaves and she's got like 20 little bags and her big bag <laughs> yeah. and the backpack and the, the neck pillow. Maria almost had a heart attack. I was like, Kelsey, I, I can't even look at you. I'm like, we have to fix this. This isn't okay. But that's, back to, what, that's back to what I was talking about earlier is when we don't know better, we don't know better, right? Mm. That's why we say here, when we know better, we get better. Yeah. So I always try to help people get better. But the packing thing's a big deal. But I um I, I love that Nick has his his little um quirks as well. So honey. Well, you know, he has a lot of idiosyncrasies. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's not just you, honey. It's all men. It's all men. <laughs> Listen, you guys lug all of your luggage, stand in line at brunch, uh, go to a Friday night move, go to see the Avengers at nine o'clock on a Friday night. Go, go, you have at it. Some people like humans, honey. You, it's not about bad. It's about, it's jammed. You, you're going to, you, what seat are you going to get? Uh, forget it. No, no you're right. I'm wrong. No, boo. You've changed me. I'm now agoraphobic like you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you no, feel like Nick has Maria. changed you a lot? For COVID. What is it? You were always prepared for. You know, I was. Oh, that's I, why I was. Yeah. Yeah. Please. When COVID happened, I just put my feet up. I'm like, he's like, I got it. I was like, I'm living now. But also listen, you know what? I think Nick probably comes from too is a minimalist lifestyle. And the yeah. more, the more any of us get to that place, the happier we'll all mm-hmm. be. And I'm not okay. saying I'm there, but I, I'm at my best when I live in a minimalist way, when I travel in a mm-hmm. minimalist way, you know, all that stuff. So you're not bogged down by the yes. thing. Yeah. Right. I, I do. I can, I can co-sign on that one. Well, the less you have, the happier you are. And and that's the truth. Like there's more, there's more to clean. There's more to fix. There's more to worry over. It's just, all of it is just clutter for the mind. So that's yes. why I like the less you're doing, like I went on a trip with a friend right before COVID hit my neighbor and I just picked up and we're like, we're going to go to Cabo for the weekend. Oh. And I packed a little teeny carry on. It just had mm-hmm. bathing suits, a cover up, um, a sweatshirt and my, my toiletries that I needed. Like it was like nothing. So when she, yeah. she calls me the other day, she goes, can we go away again? I really just want to go away again with just my bathing suits. That was so cool. <laughs> and so liberating. Yeah. Cause I was like, listen, when I go on vacation on that kind of vacation, I'm not doing anything. I'm going from my room to the beach, the beach yep. to the spa, maybe. Yeah. And you, they give you robes there. Yeah. Or you know? the beach back to the room and I'm eating room service. I'm not getting up and getting fancy and going to a restaurant. I'm not doing any of that. I am exactly. relaxing. And, um, and I got to teach a friend a new way. So now she doesn't That's, know how to do it any other way. I love that. Oh, that's so nice. It's not, we should go on vacation ASAP. I'm like, ugh, why can't we all just do that? Every I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I had, I was working on doing one. Um, I think we were going to go like end of this month. And then I got COVID at Christmas. Kevin and I both got it. And we oh. got this long 10 day break where we couldn't move from our house. We wow. rested. And I was like, oh, I don't need to go on vacation. I feel rested. Now I'm like, I think I need vacation. <laughs> Yeah. Now you're like, wait, no, I'm just kidding. I need it. So, so anyhow, all of this aside, um, I haven't seen you, um, since you started working on sweet magnolias, Kelsey, um, was actually, uh, the exclusive after show for it. So she was on the panel. You came to our network at after buzz. 
Um, It was so so fun. fun. How is it going for you? It's great. I mean, I'm very excited about season two. Finally, we get to show the world, um, you know, or the people that want to watch Sweet Magnolias, um, kind of what's happening. And it's, it's a wild and crazy season. It definitely, you know, does not lack any head scratchers and wondering what's going to happen and kind of leaving you with a lot of questions again. But um, it's just, I mean, it's been a great show. It's been a lot of fun and I am so proud of it. I can't wait for people to get to experience it again. Yeah. I remember we had Jamie Lynn on for the first season. Yeah. And... I actually watched that episode. It was so great. Yeah. She's great. And I was like, oh my God, Joanna's on the show. We have to get her on. That's so cool. Yeah. No, it's been fun. It's like I said, it's just a great, it's, it has saved me through, you know, a really crazy rough couple of years and it's been such a bright spot and I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. Did you and Jamie Lynn have a good time together? Did you guys bond and have fun? I don't remember what she said at this point. I'm sure she said amazing things, but (laughs) you better have. Um, yeah, we did. We had so much fun together. We still do. I mean, um, her character is, is a foe. starts mm-hmm. as a foe of my character, but we come a long way this season. And um, yeah, it's been great. I've known, I've known her. We have so many mutual friends. And so um, it was nice to share this together. That's cool. Um, you, my friend, have had such a long career. And um, I wonder what do you think your secret is to having stayed so grounded through it all? You're always so bright and happy and it doesn't feel like it's been negative in any way. Maybe I think everybody probably has had a lot of negative experiences. We don't see them all. And a lot of us do smile through things, but I wonder um, what do you think's helped keep you grounded? And then, yeah, how has that journey been behind the scenes for you? I mean, it's, it's all I've ever known and done. And, um, I think gratitude has, is always the ultimate, um, you know, grounding emotion, you know, when you appreciate what's in front of you and, um, maybe not taking myself too seriously, not really worried about, um, doing something that is based on what it's going to be or what it should be. Just kind of wanting to work with people that I really like. And I mean, it's not that I've like loved every single person through the moon that I've ever worked with, but I, I enter into every experience with a specific sort of, you know, reasoning behind it, because I think I'm also really always trying to strike the balance between love. I love, I love being a mom and I love my life with Nick and the life that we've created our family. And so, you know, it's just, it's been a journey. There was a good period of time where Nick was really playing a ton. You know, he was, that was, that was a relentless schedule and we had just started a family and we had Emmy and where I couldn't take all the jobs that were, um, that I was lucky enough to be considered for. And so, um, it's been fun to kind of experience this new, limitless sort of opportunity because not that, you know, I get any job that I want. That's not what I'm saying, but I mean, like, I don't have to kind of say, Oh, I automatically can't look at that because it's going to mean I'm going to be too far away from Nick or I can't get back. Cause he doesn't have any, you know, control over his schedule when he was playing ball. But now that he's retired, it's just, 
shifted into a whole new direction and it's been great. I mean, I think to get to do what you love on any level is a real gift. And, um, and the fact that so much of success lies in, you know, just even getting the job in our business. Um, it's like what actually, it's not like, Oh, you know, I make these cupcakes and people love them. So then I'm success. It's like, well, no, I actually have to like, you know, ask to get the cupcakes. You have to approve, get me getting the cupcakes. And then we create something that everybody loves. Maybe, maybe not. So it's Mm. like that extra layer of like a lot of people deserve to do this and want to do this and are talented enough to do this 10 times more than the so many people, but you know, you have to get the opportunity. So I've been grateful for that too. That was a really long answer. I love it though. When you're on the go 24 seven, like me guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me from working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials. It's been my go to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me with being a first time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. I love it. And I think, yeah, um, balancing all of your loves is probably really hard at times, Um, what is it like now? It feels like you're getting the hybrid, right? You get to do a little bit of everything, which is nice. It's not overwhelming perhaps, right? Like with the sweet magnolias, you're probably shooting for how long? A couple months? Four months. And then you're good for like a year and a half, probably. Yeah, it definitely allows for other creative opportunities. And then also just really being a mom and, um, you know, it's, and it's not, it's, I still like, it's not a figure. I haven't figured it all out in that way. Um, I had this really amazing experience where I got to go to this workshop called well soul workshop. And, um, it was, we did this incredible exercise, a lot of like deep work where you go into, you know, your past and all of the different things, but then you get this opportunity to like model, what it feels like, you know, you kind of get into a space of what, like what your dream, like, like close your eyes and just envision it. And instead of hoping so much for that to happen, you kind of create that image in the middle of this like circle. And then everything that shoots off of it is not, uh, I hope to be able to balance motherhood in my job. It's, I am so grateful that I can balance motherhood in my job. I am so grateful that I have the relationship that I want. So you live in the truth of your deepest desires or your kind of euphoria. And it's so empowering because <clears throat> it's really at the end of the day, just trusting that you, you can Car, it may not look exactly the way that you imagine it to be or the way that you've seen it happen for other people, but you start to really carve out the ability to create that reality for yourself, regardless of how it looks. So I think that's where I'm 
at right now, where even finding meaning in the loss of my mom and my dad in such a short period of time, it's, you know, I'm grateful for the deeper, the depth, you know, the deepness that I can go and the depths that this has brought, this grief has brought to my life. Um, you know, just finding purpose and the journey really. Um, I don't know how we missed the fact that you lost your mom and dad. Where, when did that happen? Um, I lost my dad in November, right before COVID. And I lost my mom last March. Oh my God. Did you know this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I did not know this. Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's been a I'm journey. I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's a lot of loss at once. Yeah, it it, it has been. I mm. can't sugarcoat that. <laughs> it has. Wow. Were they ill, Joanna? So, um, <clears throat> yes, my mom had dementia and, um, but she didn't die of dementia. My mom fell, sadly. And my dad was sick and we didn't even know it. He had just, he was so in love with my mom. They were married for almost 50 years and totally and utterly devoted to her. And he was a physician and they're not the best patients. And I think that he had not been feeling great for a while, but probably didn't address it. And so actually a few days after Sweet Magnolia's wrapped season one, my dad fell ill and three weeks later he he was crossed over. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. And that was, you know, catastrophic, but like I said, they, you, you have to find some way of navigating that. Yeah. What helped you? Um, I think being super honest about it, you know, I have tendency to kind of try to I mean, I obviously had a village too, because so many people have asked me since, like, what do you say to somebody who's experienced this loss? And I'm like, you know, I never really, the people that I just never felt like I didn't have to talk about it or remind them of the grief. And so, but they just held space for me. So it was like, they never, no matter what kind of day, or if we were having a blast or I was having a hard day. They were, it was never lost on them that I was, that I'm still in the thick of it. Yeah. So that really helps. Yeah. <clears throat> I think when you go through it, you like for me, I go through it. And when I hear someone else, I'm reaching out instantly because I know that they probably have a lot of people in their life that are scared to say anything. So it's yeah. like, I try to reach out and say like, Hey, I, I, I am so sorry. And, um, and just at least make that contact um, because people are scared. And, you know, a friend of mine, his mom was just murdered in Truesdale Estates by that crazy person. And, um, and I was like, can I come over? You know, I know you live near me. Let me just come over and give you a hug and whatever. It's like, you can't be afraid. You got to just do. And yeah. And I think you're right. Holding that space, people don't really know what that necessarily means, but I think it's like, it's allowing you to have both happy, sad, and just being through it. Like, I I don't know if you got this when your mom passed away or crossed over, but um, people would be like, you're doing so great. I'm like, am I? <laughs> like, actually, like, Com- am compared I to what? <laughs> so, you know, showing up for my people I love. Sure. Am I still doing my job? Yeah. But like, am I doing great? I don't 
feel great yeah. every you know there isn't like a day that I'm like you know I'm I'm a lot better today it doesn't go away yeah it just evolves it's just this new source of experience in my life that is uh, you know some days crippling and some days you know, I get a lot of comfort. Some days I'm like, you know, I feel lucky that I was raised by these two incredible humans. And then some days I'm like, why aren't you here? So I can ask you how to navigate this. Mm -hmm. That's the part I think that's so hard is the shock that they're not here. Mm -hmm. Like I walk through, I have a picture of my mom in my kitchen. So I say hi to her every morning and And I just, for a while, would walk around just in shock. Like, how the heck are you not here? How? How? I I can't even believe this. And then I got better for a minute. And then just recently, it all started coming back again. I'm like, wait, I I don't understand. No, I don't understand. How are you not here? Yeah, it is. Like, that's what it's. It just doesn't change. And everyone's like, oh, the first. I'm like, no, it's like the second, the second sucks too. <laughs> the second almost was worse because it just is like. Now you have nobody. The, it's, it's just like the, you know, the, wow, this is almost like the new normal and it, it sucks. It's just like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's something we all will experience and we all, you know, will know in our lifetimes, but, um, it's not easy. Did your parents live in a different state than you? They lived in Florida, which is part of the reason we moved back to Florida. Um, when my dad passed away, really, and then COVID happened, um, I wanted to be as close as I could to my mother at the time. I didn't know that we would go into that kind of lockdown where I wasn't able, she was at a memory care at this time. So I wasn't able to touch her or hug her for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but that was part of, you know, the end and for her. And so, um, but it was nice to just be able to like be on a curb or look at her through, you know, you know, any like way I could like, you oh know, God. Joanna, get close to her. you were, you were one of those stories that had to sit outside and look at your mom through a window. Oh yeah. And my grandmother. Yeah. And my grandmother, this is like, so I'm sorry. This is a lot. No, don't be sorry at all. We talk about this stuff every day. It's usually just me <laughs> sitting here crying. So please like everyone's going through this. So everyone needs to feel like they're not alone. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days, and I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor, and it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios, and then I got addicted, and now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. 
you're going to love them. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. What do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, dot com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, dot com. promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Yeah. No, call me. <laughs> um, <laughs> my grandmother passed two weeks before my mom. Wow. So it was like the most insane. Um, you know, it's been, a, it's been a lot, but yeah. So both of those scenarios, it was just so bad for the people inside and the people that were, are, are there working and like tirelessly and my mom's facility, like they abandoned their family in many ways, just to be able to be there for these, the residents in this home that was so, you know, they were trying so hard to, you know, keep them healthy and stimulate them and make them feel safe. And so it was a lot. Yeah. I think you probably, maybe, did you know how strong you were before? Do you feel stronger now? Like, tell me about that. Um, I, uh, I, I have, I guess I would have to say I didn't ever doubt my strength, but I didn't, I think what I walked away from was like the things that you fear the most, like you will, like I, I, I have more faith in my ability to survive. Mm -hmm. So that might be it. I didn't, it wasn't so much a strength thing. It was like, I will survive this. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, and work find meaning in it. So that's kind of what I was left with. And I teach, and, you know, I watching my kids grieve, I, they would like my, all of a sudden my, I didn't experience stuff like that at their age. And so like, I never thought, Oh, when my mom and dad go, I like the worst case scenario was my grandmother and grand, you know, my grandmother and grandfather. And, um, just people still say to me, I can't even imagine that's happening. And all I can say to them is, yeah, it's terrible. And, but you'll be, you'll survive. It's hard. (laughs) Like sometimes that's all you can do and grief. Yeah. And then something like, I know exactly what to say and how to like navigate it. I, um, I understand so deeply because my greatest fear was losing my parents. And I didn't think I'd survive it. And I did. (laughs) So. And look at, I also think, you know, who you are and knowing you and your whole life is like, 
there's so much, you know, you have such ability to connect with people and this loss will help many people navigate their own life experiences because of the depth that you have. And you, we really are crying. (laughs) (laughs) I know I didn't prepare with tissues today. Look, we started with fun brunch talks and then (laughs) I'm so sorry. I didn't know I would have called you. I would have done so much more. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think, you know, what was interesting to me was after my mom passed, I did look around and I'm like, I'm still standing. Like I can't even believe I'm still standing and I'm lucky. I still have my dad, but I'm, you know, I'm mentally preparing, you know, we've almost lost my dad a million times throughout my life because he's type one diabetic and falls into low blood sugar comas and stuff. And so it was always him. I was scared of losing first. My mom, that, that kind of happened out of nowhere. Um, but we do have, um, we're very resilient and we are stronger than we think. And I wonder, was there, you said that there's, you know, you try to find meaning in all of it. Are there things that you think you were supposed to learn from all of this? Um, yeah. I th- and I think that kind of is just, I mean, I think it'll always be unveiling itself to me, but, um, it's like that, the idea that it's not what happens to me, it's what happens for me. And that's really easy thing to say when you haven't like ever hit a wall, like at a thousand miles an hour, which is what it felt like when I lost both my parents. And, um, but applying that idea I even just think about the stories that I get to tell as an actor and the happy place and like the, the conversations that I can relate to in a different way. And, and to really, I don't ever shy away from talking about it because I think it's important to talk about these things and it's important to um, be able to grieve openly Um, because like we do, I don't think as a culture, we do a great job of grief. We're kind of, it's like a destination, you know? And it's really not if you have losses and and experiencing that, it's just anybody will tell you, no, it's forever. It changes you molecularly. Mm -hmm. Um, But what you with it and how you grow and how you, how, you know, gives you maybe patience for a certain thing that you needed to see or, it just hyper focuses um, so much. And so I think, I think that, yeah, I think it's still unveiling itself. I think that because of my experiences, it, you know, it just leads you to new people that you meet or, you know, healing past trauma or, you know, exciting new adventures or, you know, for me as an actor, new stories that I want to tell and, and just, just important stuff is, that is still yet to be revealed. Yeah. We talk a lot about traumas here. We just had Gabby Bernstein on the show talking about um, trauma. Have you, if you, you know, it's hard to believe like if you had these two beautiful souls that you would have trauma, but everybody has some. Have you worked through your stuff? Yeah. I mean, I think 
Um, yeah, this, this one amazing woman that is like such a huge part of my life. She's this incredible healer. She was like, you know, even just like the small, she's like, you're going to traumatize your kids too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, because I feel like I had the best parents ever, but, um, you're being raised by another human. So like, inevitably we're going to even just do or say it. Like I said to Nick the other day, he's like, that is so, you know, so-and-so's um, like when I made him a plate of food. Right. And I don't normally do that. I'm like, I cook food and then he, I give him a plate and he can kind of do it. So I made him a plate and I really like was so proud of this plate of food. And then he came back and like, was like pushing it around and like reorganizing it. And I was like, you know, that is traumatizing because I was doing something now, you know, you've kind of like fixed it, which made me feel, and he's like, Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> but, um, so it's just like little things like that, that I know that we, um, we all traumatize each other, you know, just mm-hmm. like life in general can, can trauma is there's varying degrees of trauma. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that, I think what, to, to acknowledge it and to be in touch with that and to reframe those pictures. Cause that's kind of like what they are. They're like these like photographs in your head of like a really difficult moment. And you can kind of fixate on that. And they, it's so quick how they just come right back. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, re-examining them, especially as you get older, because yeah. sometimes things don't, they're as much bigger in your mind than they were really. What do you do to keep your parents' memory alive? talk to them. Um, my kids talk to them and do you hear them talk back? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I could have a full (laughs) conversation with my mom. It's hilarious. And I'm like, this is so crazy, but it's there. It's the language is there. The, the communication is there. And I think for my kids, what I think is so incredible is that you know, it's, I'll close my eyes and I'll ask the question and I know the answer. I hear the answer and teaching them, modeling that for them, I think is, it just gives them a awareness of how, you know, the depths of energy and our souls and the universe and our connectivity. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I think it's important because in so many ways, death is so brutally final. Mm-hmm. And then you are like, oh my gosh, we have a whole new relationship now. Yeah. Yeah. And if we focus on that, we'll focus less on the fact that they're not physically here, but they're still here. Yeah. That's the transition that's hard. And I was like, they're still with you. She's still with you. And I'm like, shut up. I can't, yeah. I can't get there yet. <laughs> like, I'm not there yet. People. Stop telling me she's with me. <laughs> I will get there. <laughs> I, do you see signs or anything like that? What is it? Do you see any signs? Um, yes, I see them actually what the way I've seen them is in, um, sunsets. So Mm -hmm. there have been a couple, there was one moment where I was like in the fetal position that morning. Like, I can't believe she's not here. I can't believe I don't have her anymore. Like there was like loss of identity because I took care of her and like there was just so much my purpose shifted for five years into becoming a caretaker and a cancer crusader and whatever and so I remember being just devastated one morning and Kevin was you know there and 
that evening, I said, you know, can we go up on the balcony? I just want to be up, up, up there tonight. And he said, yeah, we went. And all of a sudden, because I said, I can't feel her. That was the thing. I can't feel her. I can't feel her. And we were so connected. And then that night, the sun was setting. And it was the most insane sunset I've ever seen in my life. It was so mind-blowing that I was like, I can't even believe this. And Kevin just is looking at me with his arms folded. He goes, I can. And I'm like, yeah. what? I know what you're trying to say. And he goes, you don't think it's her? And I'm like, um, <clears throat> well, I don't know if I can wrap my head around that, but yeah, I think it is. And then as it kept getting crazier and crazier, I'm like, okay, I see it. Uh-huh. Yeah. She was doing paint. She was painting a really nice picture up there for you. Oh yeah. She's done it twice. There was another mm-hmm. time during one of our heel events, events. Uh-huh. but who were we on the show with? Oh, it was like a psychic or something to think. Cause it was like two, let me look. It was some, find out. it was some psychic or something. And she was telling me my mom was coming through or something. And then all of a sudden I'm looking out the window and the sunset's getting crazier and crazier and crazier. And I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, you know, I think it, I think it was when we had the, with Diane on, it was the oh, grief. It was, it was a grief doula. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, can you send me her number? <laughs> oh yeah. She's incredible. We've had her on the show. She helped me through my mom. One of the things she said to me that was so impactful was like maybe a month before my mom died or three weeks or something. She said, what's your favorite thing about your mom? Or we're like, what's the most special thing about your mom? I'm like, she's like the most selfless person I know. She said, isn't it funny that you said that and you didn't say her hair, her skin, her nails. She goes, it's not the physical that you're obsessed with. It's her spirit. It's her soul. Yeah. And that's always going to be with you. And, and that, that love you guys have is eternal. So that doesn't die. And it really made a lot of sense to me. And it really, really helped me, um, you know, in, in those kind of preparation moments as we knew what was kind of coming. But, um, but yeah, I, I see signs. What is your, does your, do your parents do the same? My dad, it's kind of insane to the point where other people call me about it. So it's a hawk. And when I tell you there have been times where I I thought a hawk was going to, there was just a hawk right out here. Um, like I feel like they could land on my shoulder. Wow. I can tell you there have been, I got into a car accident and I, it was actually my fault, but he had like gone right and lurched out and then came to a stop. So I thought we both were going Mm -hmm. and then I hit his car, but I felt so bad. And we were pulled over in a church parking lot and I was like, I'm so sorry. I really apologize. I really thought you were going. I was just following you. And he was like, no, I feel really bad too. And I was like, just so crazy. And all of a sudden this hawk started swirling over my head. And the guy was like, this is crazy. And I was like, it's my dad. It's my dad. Oh my God. And like people notice <clears throat> how nuts the hawk has become. And my kids, it's brought them so much peace. It's the most surreal thing. It, the hawk comes constantly. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps a bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> 
you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. I've wow. never. You got to look up Hawk in our animal oh, book. Oh yeah. I was just thinking about it's that. It's so surreal. And so that, and my, I feel my dad's presence in that, like more of that active sort of micromanaged, very diligent. He was very like caretaker and he was a doctor, you know, he was like that in life and in this lifetime. And so I'm not surprised. My mom is more in just like the way the air feels or something. And I'll be like, oh yeah, you know, and, and then in my dreams, it's pretty profound. The the conversations and the feelings and, you know, just talking through things has been, so yeah, I do. I, I feel very connected to both of them, but it's the signs are everywhere, but wow. I, I'm, I promised everybody I will, you will know it's me. With the, <laughs> I will put on a chalkboard when I cross over. Like, I want you to know. I love it. Um, I'm going to find this hawk meaning for you, Joanna. Okay. Yeah. Tell her about the book really fast. We so had, she knows what we're talking oh about. my gosh. We had the most amazing woman on. She's a uh, shaman, right? Yeah, yeah. She's a shaman. And she wrote this book called Animal Power. And it's this whole book about how these different animals came to her to like kind of tell their story. And it's thick. There's probably about a hundred different animals in there and each one kind of has a meaning and then it's like it has a meaning for why it came and then rituals you can do around it to like keep the animal coming basically and to like honor that animal so i'm gonna find the snap the page and send it to you so you can see if she can't find it in time for the show um it's so crazy because i i've known so many um you know people in our in our circles and stuff that are losing their parents or have lost their parents recently I'm like I feel like I need to have a grief party I had a brain tumor yeah. party once for my mom sure. so I brought together everyone that I knew with brain tumors because of course once you know about a brain tumor you start hearing about all of them so I had yeah. a brain tumor party which was hilarious because I was like listen we're all going to learn from each other and we're better yeah. together so I'm going to throw a little party I'm going to cook we'll have drinks and so it was actually so fun because yeah. we all understood each other and we all knew that we needed the levity, but we also needed the, this, you know, the info and the tools. So lately I've been like, I think I'm going to throw a grief party so that all yeah. of us who like really need to like be with people who fully, fully get it. Like when you lose a pet, I always say, do not look for comfort from a non-animal lover because yeah. it's just, they don't get it. And so you need to be with people who really get that that pain is so intense. And, and yeah. so we need to, we need to put a little grief party together. I, I'll be there. I'll bring the apps. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I found the page too. So I'm going to send it to you. Okay. Because it's, it's long. long. Yeah, it's, it's long. long. Um, I have to ask actually, so we were talking earlier a little bit about, um, the business and how you stayed grounded. Um, your kids 
are they interested in, in acting or are they interested in sports or neither? My oldest is an equestrian. She loves, she's got some, a couple ponies and that's her love. Um, and then my youngest is, uh, you know, a little pistol, but I don't think it would surprise anybody if she decided she wanted to do it, you know, we do for a living, but I, um, I don't think either one of them are wowed by the job. <laughs> if <laughs> your just... youngest came to you and said, I want to do this, what would your response be? At what time in her life? I think that is, if we could maybe hold out and, you know, I, it's not that to say that I, I, you know, there's so many kid actors that I work with. I work with, you know, kids on my show. And I understand when you have a passion for something, you know, I was a kid actor, so I get it, but there is a level of, you know, expectation that's put on children, professional children, especially on a set that I feel like I just wouldn't want them to have to absorb that. I did. And I think I turned out okay, but, um, you know, there's a time and a place for it, but I don't think I would deny either one of them if they felt really passionate about, I mean, listen, horse riding, I literally sit there all night. I have my, my dad's like medallion on. I'm like talking to my mom. I'm praying, keep her safe, everything. Um, so horse riding is, is got its own, um, you know, set of like reasons to panic about, but, um, that's a good point. I just, Oh, I could see my little one though. (laughs) Yeah. An older one would be like, maybe, I don't think so. She wants to work with animals. She loves animals. Do they come to set with you at all, Joanna? They used to come all the time. COVID, this past time for Sweet Magnolias, COVID kind of prevented anybody outside of the immediate production to come. But yeah, they, but they looked at it more as like a snack wagon. Like they had their little chair, (laughs) get whatever they want. Um, And that was it. So it was more you know, it was their snack wagon and a really big treat for me. But wait, so when you film, do you have to film? Where do you guys film? And you don't film in Florida. We film in Georgia in Atlanta. So you have to go that way. And then do you stay there for the four months? Yeah, we do. Um, and the kids come with me and so does Nick and we sort of base out of there and which I'm lucky that, you know, they go to a school that allows Mm -hmm. that and um, and also too, that they are willing to do it. I tell them all the time right now I'm working in Utah. And so I'm away and I said, thank you so much for understanding this and being there with me. Cause they are hopping on a plane. I leave tomorrow, but to go back to Utah and they're hopping on a plane Friday and we're going to have some fun in the snow for the weekend. And it just allows me to be with them. And, it, but it takes effort on my husband's part on, you know, Nick's part on the kids part and everything. So I'm super grateful that they're in on the journey. Yeah. Well, that's where Kevin would jump in and be like, you should be because I'm making the money to pay for I tell my dogs, I'm like, mama's got to go to work to pay for your stupid prices (laughs) and your education. (laughs) But they're dogs. They're not even real. She's, meanwhile, she's sitting there with the biggest smile on her face right now. It's the cutest thing (laughs) ever. Um, But yeah, the kids, I mean, listen, mama's got to make the bacon. Yeah, totally. I love, and they see, you know, uh, hard, I'm hardworking and I love what I do and I want that, them to find that for themselves. Yeah. Well, I, um, I know that you also are very committed to giving back. You guys founded the Swisher family foundation. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. <clears throat> um, it was really 
born, I mean, Nick was always, you know, incredibly philanthropic. He had a foundation called Swishes Wishes before we got married, which we turned into the Swisher Family Foundation. And we really, our goal is to help move the needle for kids that are experiencing hardship, whether that be because of a natural disaster or significant illness, um, parents that are incarcerated, whatever that may be. Um, so aligning ourselves with different, at the time, different organizations in the city that Nick played baseball in. Now, as we've transitioned out of baseball and that, and like the, you know, playing in different cities all the time to coming back to our, um, you know, my hometown, which is where we are now in Tampa and um, finding out a way to make a difference in the communities and the lives of children here has been incredible. And so we're looking forward to that new focus. And it's not to say that we don't care about kids everywhere, but we've just found it to be really deeply meaningful to kind of embed ourselves within our local community. And, and that's sort of where, where our heart is. I love that. I think that's great. And it is nice to be able to do it in your community. It's, it's, it's got a, it's a different energy, right? Yeah. You're not popping in somewhere and popping out. You're in it. And you have, you have a different commitment level to making it better. Yeah. And it can also be something that our, you know, we can share with our children and we are both ambassadors, St. Jude, and think that that is probably one of the most magical places on earth, you know, especially because they are met with some really, you know, difficult things. The people that walk through their door are all deep, you know, they're sick and in need of support and medical care and all of it, but they or, you know, to be able to provide that at no cost on any level to the families is just, you know, to, to know how, you know, how illness can be financially catastrophic mm-hmm. and it's not easy. And so, um, to be able to support families on that level is pretty amazing. So we do kind of get outside of our bubble here, but really figuring out a way to help our local community has been something that the girls really enjoy. They get to come and see and be a part of. So question, has Nick um, bugged you about having another one yet? (laughs) We just talked about this the other day. I have, by the way, there's another person that in my life, another celebrity that I was like, I had a dream last night and you told me that you were pregnant with a, oh my God. with a girl. And I said, and, and it's, it was a very vivid dream. And my dreams are actually very intensely true. A lot of, and she goes, Oh my God, I spent the entire day yesterday talking about this and whether I should do it or not. And so funny that you say the same thing. Okay. So go ahead. So, um, my, one of my best friends found out she was pregnant this weekend. And of course it's like the second she peed on the stick, I found out about it. So, you know, we're all kind of waiting with, you know, our highest hopes. Mm -hmm. Um, but I said to Nick, I was like, he's like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm so happy for them. Like, I'm, I like, I'm so happy for them. And then I was like, and he's like, do you want to have another kid? And I was like, what? No, I, (laughs) and he's like, okay, well, if we're doing it, we're going to have a boy. Cause you know, I think that's fair. Right. And I was like, well, how would you determine that? He's like, I, no, it's, it's because of me that we have the girls and I would love to be a girl dad again. He's like, but I'm going to, I'm going to get after it and get a boy. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so is he going to like have sex with you differently? Yeah. Yeah, right. He's like, we're going to do it a different way this time. So we get the boy sperm. He's like, I'm researching. <laughs> they both were conceived very differently. One much more romantic than Sailor who was conceived when Nick was invited to a bachelor party, a bachelorette party that I was going to, he was like one of the token dudes. And I was like, listen, 
if you're invited to this, that's fine. He was so proud of himself. I was like, but you're going to hold our purses. You're going to make sure we don't get roofied. We're going to act like 22 year olds and no lip. You don't get opinion about anything. He's like, I got this. I got this. I got this. I was like, okay, cut to, I'm in like the Sylvester Stallone suite at Planet Hollywood getting knocked up. And I think that's because that's my daughter's like personality. Sailor is like, yeah, Vegas. And then Emmy's like, so sweet. Oh my like, God. That's you know. so funny. That's wild. That, I bet there's <laughs> research behind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's start it. If not now, because sailor was for sure, like born from the excitement of Chippendales and, um, <laughs> you know, like, wow. And, um, Emmy was like, you know, a deeply thought out moment. <laughs> Honey, are you listening to this? So be careful where you can see. Kevin, are you listening to this? He's not here Kevin's anymore. Like, I checked out like Kevin's a out. Guys, if this is true and the conception way is the way your children will be, Kevin, basically, <laughs> my kids are going to be so shy because Kevin had to, <laughs> oh my God. how do we say, jerk off into a cup? Oh yeah. And yeah. give it to the, to the fertility people. I don't know how else to say it guys. He had to, you know, Do a give thing. a sample. And he was like, Maria, I was so mortified. They had porn in the room. I didn't want to watch it. Oh I'm so God. confused. It. Yeah. They, he's yeah. like, Ugh. he's like, it was the worst moment of my life. I hated every second of it. What is that going to mean about our kids? You will see. <laughs> no, it's like, you never know. Maybe when they like create the embryos, they're playing like Motley Crue or I don't I'm know. Dead. Something like like Celine Dion or I don't know something when that combustion happens, you know, that's what, that's what it is. It's not, I would be embarrassed to put oh my sperm God. in a cup. I have so I know you have to go, so I'm going to let you go, but I will say the idea that you told Nick Swisher, like oh, super God. uber successful, you know, baseball player, MLB, you're holding our purses. <laughs> you're here <laughs> just to like to be. <laughs> it's amazing. You're our bitch tonight, buddy. And and he totally loved it. That's like why you guys are together for 12 years. That's why he's amazing. Kevin carries my bag everywhere. Um, and I think that's so special and so sweet. And I had a feeling that he would want a boy, but I also have a feeling that there's something inside of you that would want to see, you know, like I, I don't know, you're, I know your parents are going to have something to do mm. with that yeah. child. And I feel like you probably know that. And, and that would be kind of a, a thing that would make you excited to have another one. Well, my dad delivered Emmy, like he was there and like caught her coming out of me. And wow. then when I had sailor, she was breached. So I had to have a C-section with her and my dad was standing over the, you know, the partner that took over the practice when my dad retired from delivering babies. Oh, that's what he did for a living. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. It was really beautiful. I know it kind of freaks people out when I say that, but it was really magical. And then he was literally holding me. Um, when I, you know, was going into the OR before they let Nick come in, you know, when I was getting prepped and stuff like that. And I was so grateful because I thought, so, you know, this is really scary. I've never done this before, like anything like this before, been in an operating room or anything like that. 
And um, so I was so grateful that I had my dad there. And then he watched over like the whole surgery as if like, he literally said to me, you're, if you have to have a C-section, you're coming back to Tampa. And this is the person that's going to be operating Dr. Greenberg. Gotta love him. And, um, and so Nick, I mean, my dad delivered many of my friends and people that, you know, I see all the time. And so, but the first dream that my dad came to me after he passed away, um, he was wearing this white t-shirt, which he always like had these like little, he's, you know, that Cuban, like white t-shirt thing. And he, he looked sick. He looked, you know, kind of gray, like his skin had gotten towards the end. And I was so excited to see him. I was just like, my heart was racing. I was like, Oh my God, dad, I, you know, like, what do I do? And he looked at me and he grabbed my hands and as he started to fade away, it was like way too quickly that he was fading away. He left tiny little baby shoes in my hands. I know, <laughs> so, me too. <laughs> both so have chills. I don't know what that means for our family or if there's a little soul that's waiting oh. for us. Or Yeah, not to um to insert my opinion, not but he's very right now he's such a therapized like loving kid <laughs> very very clearly saying yep there's another one yeah there's another I'll one in the you... chamber come on nick <laughs> <laughs> nick's gonna do some like cartwheels and like handstands <laughs> and get that boy out we'll test the theory for sure oh I'll, my I'll god well i'm really <laughs> excited for you guys i i know it's coming i can feel it and i'm really happy for you and joanna i love you Thank you so much. And um, we'll talk soon. Okay. Take care. It was amazing. Bye, Joanna. Wow. Well, I didn't know we were going there. I clearly missed that. Um, But it was kind of, it was almost perfect because you guys were so in your moment. Like it was really nice to watch. I don't know. You, the whole idea of like the grieving party, I'm like, you need to do because you're both, both so raw, so real. So I know it's going to be so nice for others who are going through it, who have gone through it to mm. hear from both of you. Like it was almost, I kind of like that you didn't know. Cause it was like, you were just like, so in like that shock, like, Oh my God. And it was so vulnerable and honest anyways. It was wow. Yeah. Who I, um, a lot. I, I could tell, like, I was like, Oh gosh, you know, I know Nick and I know he would want a boy. That's, you know, perhaps. <laughs> right. But then I was just like, Oh, I can imagine both of our parents. <clears throat> will conspire to bring, you know, cause, cause I feel like souls come back in different ways and mm-hmm. I just feel like she's going to get her parents in that next kid. Oh yeah. Like there's going to be something in what there. What a story, that dream. Yeah. Holy cow. So, um, when are you going to have a dream about your babies? You're having a dream about everyone else's babies. I don't know. I'm still in nightmare phase. I'm still terrified. <laughs> no, <laughs> Every little step we take, we get closer and closer. And I'm like, ah, are we sure we want to do this? Ah, yeah. Ah. Well, Cause I want to babysit. The only thing that like, I'm always scared of is I already worry so much about so many and, and so many things that I'm like, Oh my God, I can't imagine the worry I with know. two children. But that can't stop me. No. And it's not going to, but... Oh, and I did ask for another sign. How many signs do I... Poor God is so tired of me and my signs. I was like, can you send a yellow bird if I'm definitely, definitely supposed to do this? I think your mom's taking over for that one. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I'll give her a freaking sign. Yeah. Time for kids. Yeah. Come on, Maria. Yeah, exactly. The last thing, one of the things she said to me, she goes, Maria, when you hear your baby say mama is the best thing ever. And I was like, oh, okay. 
Oh. All right. I keep trying to get Winnie to say mama. I know. What the but heck, you're a Winnie? little hoe and you don't. <laughs> Pooja, can you see her? Are you cutting to her? Do you see her face right now, guys? She is happy as can be right now. If she was really you guys good. are not watching us on YouTube and you're just listening <laughs> on Apple Podcasts, first of all, listen, I appreciate your ritual. I know you're probably on your hike, you're at the gym, wherever you are. Thank you for being with us. But go back and watch this on YouTube just to see Winnie and her stupid little haircut and her yeah. stupid little smile. And it's the cutest thing ever. I love you, my little Chenza. My little bitch, I love you. And we love all of you. <laughs> and uh, grateful for another day with you, Heel Squad. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on YouTube. Please do. Um, thank you guys for all the incredible reviews. They light us up like Christmas trees. Um, we'll put a link to um, how to leave a review in the summary of this episode. We should just do it moving forward for everybody. Um, anything you can share would be amazing and we're super grateful. And, um, don't forget us on Patreon, extra episodes a week, uh, ad free shows, heal events monthly, all for $10 a month. Um, it's a great way to, uh, invest in yourself so that you can be a part of a really intimate, incredible group. That's really trying to work on bettering themselves. And we bring in amazing guests from the show that don't even take clients anymore, so um, it's a unique opportunity that's pretty priceless, actually. So priceless. I hope you guys will join us. Just go to the link tree in Better Together or mine at Maria Menounos, and you can find that very easily. But join us on Instagram at Better Together for sure. And now from me, Winnie, Kelsey, Pooja, and of course, Kevin. <laughs> hey there. Hey there. Kevin's back. Um, yeah, we tried to talk to you, but then you weren't No, there. I didn't leave. I just it, I did, I got a little tongue-tied. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, that's a first. Uh, mm-hmm. Why'd you get tongue-tied? I don't know. I, just, I mean, how would I comment on that? You know, I don't want to think the children are not, you know, because they've been formed oh. in a Petri dish. Oh, <laughs> that's what we were talking about. <laughs> or because I no was... Uh, he, I forgot. <laughs> no wonder he got tongue-tied. He was like, uh... No comment. I didn't know how else to say it. And I just like the only thing that could come up was the way I described it. So if I offended anyone, I apologize. I just couldn't think of anything else. Hilarious. No, she's a, she's wonderful girl. And I loved your, um, I loved your, uh, your banter. And I, I agree with Kelsey. I love that it was natural. And I think, you know, she just shared a lot of helpful information. Mm-hmm. So I think, and I think the more the show, this show goes between conversations like that and, you know, interviews where we're really pulling information out of experts. But I just think that sometimes just a relaxed conversation between two uh, women on the journey yeah. is, uh, is really compelling. Thanks, Bill. I agree. Cause I, you know what I love about it too? It's like, you guys went there, but then we also had a lot of laughs Yeah, and that's what I love. Like at the balance <laughs> in it all though, cause you don't, it's a lot to listen to heavy all the yeah, time. Yeah, so yeah. I like, I, oh, like I definitely balance. am not going to let it stay heavy. <laughs> that's for sure. I also want you two to be besties because I feel like you would I be. I love her. So sweet. Well, we, we used to hang out when she was in LA. Mm. Um, so maybe we'll have to just take a flight over to Tampa. There you go. She's a good one for sure. All right, guys, Joanna Garcia Swisher. You can catch her on Steel Magnolias 2 on Netflix. I mean, I always say that. (laughs) Sweet Magnolias 2 on Netflix. Forgive me. And uh, you can catch us here again tomorrow. 
Probably. Yep. Tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Be nice people, make good choices and be present. Hey, Heal Squad. We have been on quite the journey together and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better. And it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it. And we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.